We're so glad you could join us. I'm Lauren. I'm Katie. We're your hosts. This podcast is a conversation between two good friends sharing life stories as we make sense of personal growth, healing and the journey home. Today, you're invited to listen in on the debrief of the week we spent together in Porto, finally reunited after two years. We hope you feel part of the conversation and inspired to reflect on your own journey too. This is your invitation to connect with us. Welcome to Chrysalis Connection. Yay! I just got like this burst of excitement because I just remembered <laughs> that we've seen each other recently. And it's crazy. It's like you press record and I was like, oh my God, we have to tell everyone we've seen each other. <laughs> we were in person. We hugged. <laughs> it's like, yeah, because now we're back to online and it's like, this is just what we do. I know. Um, it still kind of feels like a dream. Yeah. In some ways. It was. It was a dream having you here. It was. <laughs> it genuinely was though. Like I know I, know I joked about it. Because I've always joked that I switch one long distance relationship to the other and long term listeners will remember that. And there was this one evening when we were here, we were all sitting on the sofa just drinking tea and watching something. And I was in the middle <laughs> and I think I said to you like, oh, I feel complete. <laughs> and I, I really, really did. It was like nobody was oh. missing. Because <laughs> normally like I'm with the yoga and I'm like, oh, I'm doing something really cool and I can't wait mm. to tell you. Or like when I was with you, I'd be like missing Diongo, like wanting to tell him. And you were both there, like either side of me. And I just felt held and complete. <laughs> it's like all I need in life. <laughs> it was so nice. I can't believe it had been two years though. Like I kind of want to ask you, like, how do you think yeah. I've changed in the two years since we seen each other? Oh, oh, that's a good <laughs> one. I, know I, I kept cracking my jokes and it was like, you weren't quite ready for that. And I don't know whether like, that's <laughs> always been there. Maybe you just didn't see it before. <laughs> I think I don't think you've changed I think it's just we're so used to each other's voices on voice messages and obviously like you know I before you before our <laughs> long distance relationship I was in another one and what I've learned from various long distance relationships in my life is it's kind of a bit trippy like the first time I get mm. to see that person in person again oh my god you're actually here Remember after I met you at the metro station and we had our hug and cry, which, you know, people would have seen on the Instagram. We were walking down the street and I suddenly just looked at you and said, oh, my gosh, your voice sounds so different <laughs> yeah. life. And it was just this thing like I'm used. There's a certain tone of voice mm. through a phone. And it was just like, oh, my God, like actually hearing it. It was so nice. I was like, oh, my God, oh my dulcet God, tones. It's like. <laughs> It was that that was just a, a little moment that was like, whoa, you're actually here. It's kind of surreal. And then when you ran off the metro, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, like I don't know what to do with this like, energy. And like you cried. I think it was too overwhelming for me to cry. And I was just like, oh my God, like I need to hold you, I need to touch you, I need to hug you because I can't believe you're actually here. Um I'm amazed it was you. I thought it would have been me. You actually cried more than me. I did cry more than you. I cried. Because you cried at the too, airport yeah. too. Oh. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I started crying like hours before your flight, just like with the anticipation of it. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't I don't think that you've changed. I mean, I think like different sides of your personality are like coming out yeah. because of certain events. Like, and I think that's just natural. Yeah. And I think maybe you saw more of an anxious side to me. Mm, maybe a little bit. I think I'm more anxious now because of the pandemic. Yeah. 
maybe a little bit but you have that awareness about it as well so you were kind of able like after things had happened exactly that's exactly what I said to you (laughs) it's horrible ignorance it's like I can I'm not just anxious I can narrate my anxiety (laughs) to a t it's horrible so something would happen and then you would be able to like talk yourself through it pretty much straight afterwards Mm. so yeah I think that's the biggest change Mm. narrating things yeah and I think I was actually speaking to Anita about this on mm. Thursday. So yeah, everyone will actually meet her next episode yeah. um, as this rolls out. So stay tuned. Um, Anita is my Portuguese teacher for background information. And she she has said to me that she feels like she knows you because of the podcast. And then like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the week we finally met. And she was saying how she finds it as a listener, as a, as a fan, <laughs> as a friend, she finds it incredible that we are this close, but we really haven't spent that much time physically together because we met in like March, 2019. Mm-hmm. We hit it off straight away. We got really close really quickly. Like from the April, we were inseparable and I left at the end of July. And obviously in that time we were living in each other's pockets. Pretty we much, lived yeah. together at camp for three weeks, but actually, you know, we've only really spent like four months and a week together like physically in person and I said to her I was like how it feels like I met you before I met my boyfriend like how have I known you less time than you like that's crazy (laughs) that's crazy and I think I don't know I said to her like yeah you're right it is weird but it doesn't feel weird because no it feels like I've always known you Mm. not to get emotional but it just feels like you were the friend like I just had to meet you but I've always known you you know Oh, that's really lovely. And it's just like this, the proximity is, it's like a sisterly bond that we have. Yeah. It's like we were just waiting to actually physically come into each other's lives, but there was always that knowing there. Yeah. I mean, it's starting to sound really romantic, so I'll wrap this up. But um, (laughs) going back to like how I think you've changed, I I don't think you've changed. I think it's just getting to know you in a different way, like, I think what really struck me as well is noticing some of your facial expressions, which obviously the majority of our our relationship is, is voices. Like I know Mm. your voice so well and like the things you say and your laugh and things, but the expression you do when you're like unsure of, or like you're reading a room, like that to me is still new. So it's little things like that. And actually the observer becomes the observed. I know (laughs) towards the end of the trip. I think after the circle, which we will debrief on, we will talk Mm. about. I think there was some part of you that kind of did crack open a little bit. I think maybe it was like after the Saturday, after that experience and the circle. Mm. I do think I saw more of your feminine side. I think your feminine energy came out more. And that allowed me to, I think, because it was the first time that you weren't wearing active wear. (laughs) (laughs) So you looked different you know and <laughs> instead Just of being like with your, with your guns out in your leggings like proper <laughs> strong and sweaty you were like more feminine and you had a flower in your hair and yeah. wearing white you know I think that enabled me to see a different side of you and there was I didn't tell you at the time but I kept doing this double take because so in the second half of the week so many expressions you did or just like this mannerism or something on your face really really reminded me of my childhood best friend Ellie when she was really young there was this like young delicate vulnerability to her and then that I saw in you and it was the most familiar thing ever it was like it wasn't like I was seeing her it's just like this is this is the face of my friend whether it was my childhood friend or you it was 
and maybe that's more of like something I'm I'm able to see in myself and it's reflected through you because you know we're all mirrors to each other Mm -hmm. but I kept seeing it and I didn't tell you at the time because I kind of wanted to digest it but it was that it was just this like familiarity to your face but it was still new to me it was kind of like I'd seen you like like in a in a past life or long long ago without realizing who you were Mm. I can't articulate it better than that yeah but it was just this this knowing this like familiarity about your face it was so weird it was nice it was comforting but it was really really interesting spooky Mm -hmm. yeah I would have felt really self-conscious if you'd have told me that at the time so thank you. I kind of thought, yeah, I'll wait on that one. Um, but it was a nice thing. It was a nice thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you think you've changed since we last saw each other? Um, so two years ago now, so yes, from summer 2019 to now. This could be an episode in itself. It, it really could, yeah. Um, I think probably, yeah, like allowing more sides of myself to come out. Like because obviously mm. I'd only just moved to Italy when I first met you and I, w- I really struggled when I first moved here. Like the first two weeks were really difficult for me um, and I completely lost my routine and everything. And yeah, I'd been given people to get in touch with, but I didn't want to be a burden. So when I eventually reached out to you, you know, it was to find out sort of how you'd made a life here because I didn't really know what I was doing. And like you said, like we instantly connected and then we spent all of this time together. I was still really trying to find my feet and it's part of the people pleasing thing like I really wanted you to like me so while I did share some like really deep stuff with you it was still difficult to kind of be myself as well oh, I do this like I'm a slow burn I'm realizing that yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's taken me a while to understand that I think about yeah. you and it's taken me a while not to take that personally it's nothing personal at all. it's completely and my stuff now I feel like I'm secure enough in that and I've had other opportunities in my life for me Mm. to learn this lesson that it's not about me I mean that goes into like attachment styles and all sorts which you can unpick but yeah I think I'm kind of getting that like about you now yeah we talked about in episode one how you know I find it easier to connect with strangers because you know if I feel something and then we end up sharing vulnerable stories with each other or life experiences because I know I'm never going to see them again so you know there's no there's no fear of rejection or anything but with people that, you know, I have to, not have to, but an opportunity to get to know people better, I'll hold back because, you know, I don't want to be rejected. It's, it's a big fear. So I need to get over because it is a part of life, but um, I'm getting better at it <laughs> slowly. So, yeah, just, I think being a bit more, a bit more myself, I suppose. I still feel to be fair that I'm getting to know myself as well with different things. Yeah. A lot has happened. A lot has gone on with like or starting a new career moving to a different country you know trying to do things differently in Italy navigating and, life yeah exactly. life in general but <laughs> it can be very overwhelming so yeah and I, I do feel like obviously you've been there at the end of a phone of the voice note and, and everything I haven't necessarily had someone here for that if that makes sense so yeah I've had to find it myself and then and staying with you it's kind of like oh god like because I, I think I was thinking about you know how how have I changed how does Katie see me because I'm I like I do like to know how people see see me and I think it's it's something you can ask the people you trust because it is an opportunity for growth not that mm. I'd ever want to change myself to fit in with other people because you know when you're kind of living a lie you're not being your authentic self I think there's a difference between being self-conscious and then respecting and admiring someone you care about to actually care about their opinion yeah 
because yeah I feel like your opinion matters to me but not not in a people-pleasing kind of yeah. way but as in I admire you and you're important to me so of course mm-hmm. your opinion matters to me there's a real difference but yeah but yeah I think like all the things like I noticed about you in this week were like were good things like <laughs> and a lot of it wasn't was a window into how I am I mean this is what we are like we're all mirrors to each other yeah but for example like the things that stressed me out and just wouldn't phase you <laughs> and then I would get stressed that you weren't stressing out <laughs> like why aren't you panicking panic with me you know even just like this week since you've left like trying to remind myself like, just be a bit more Lauren you know like you, you don't have to worry about that it's out of your control you know and there's me going embrace your inner Katie you know try and be more open <laughs> to things <laughs> be more expressive is the Katie effect. <laughs> I think it was just that. And like, I don't know how you're like just quite unapologetically, you're quite ballsy, quite gutsy with certain situations. And the thing is, like, you're looking at me like, what? <laughs> it's like yeah. we don't we don't see ourselves <laughs> like that. But like that's how I see you. It's like, I don't know, definitely like a like an older sister, like a role model, or like not older in a sense, but like definitely like we're on a similar level. But I think what was really nice this trip is like our differences were highlighted in the best way. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like in a in a balancing way, like harmonizing. Yeah. Not when you rub each other up the wrong way and it's too much yeah, contrast, yeah. but it was finding this like equilibrium between the different personality traits. Yeah. I think that was a good thing. So yeah, like my little mantra has been like, be more Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Calm the F down, you know, like it's out of your hands. You can't worry about it. Or <laughs> So what if people think that of you? Just do you. Like that's yeah. that's the kind of traits from you that I'm trying to channel. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> and we just had so much fun as well. Like just the yeah. laughing and the messing around and the play, like everything. We just haven't laughed. I think that, that was the time. biggest bit for me. Mm. I think you know, we were in quite a, I don't want to worry anyone here, but we were in quite a dark place like before. <laughs> for <laughs> me, yeah, it was, we it actually, was, yeah cyclical depression that comes with my period mm. more to come on this in other episodes but felt like this like black hole of like hopelessness and it, it was related to my period and as soon as my period finished this cloud lifted and I was fine again it is something I'm gonna like look into and like try and treat I joined you yeah <laughs> and I think we were kind of planning on having all these like you know like wallowing cups of tea and like crying and just like we were we were like we need Wailing. to cry together we just honestly thought we needed to like grieve something together yeah and I kind of expected that and I was like looking forward to that because it would be therapeutic it'd be like yeah. co-counseling but in actual fact we just we fucked around so much like we just so had much so fun. much fun just making twats out of ourselves yeah. you know like talking about bodily functions walking around in our pants like yeah just you know just taking the piss out of ourselves like that was the best bit and I think it would be easy to overlook that and write it off as just like whatever fun but actually I think like the one teaching from that week together is we need to prioritize joy and make Mm. time for play and have fun and laugh like it feels so good it is so good for us and we don't prioritize it Mm. and I know there's been a lot less fun in the world because of the situation but you know, you can, you can find fun in anything, you know, you can just fool around and just laugh. And I think that's what I needed. Like, I feel so much lighter after that week. Yeah. You know, like my cheeks were hurting, my abs were hurting, like many occasions I nearly peed myself because I was laughing so much, (laughs) you know, it was just like adventure in whatever we were doing, even just like a trip to the shop. It was just adventure. 
Yeah. You know, I don't think we need we need to do anything special to have fun and joy and silliness and adventure. I think you no. can find that in the most mundane of tasks with the right company and the right mindset. Yeah. So it's been really interesting for me to go to a country where I didn't really know too much about it and, you know, have a nose around the supermarket. You just didn't you? Oh, you like, oh, this is my friend. first Portuguese oh, supermarket we, trip. Do we need anything? I'm going to go. <laughs> I just wanted to look around. And that's what I mean. Like, I loved that, like, you know, I didn't have to, for want of a better word, like babysit you, you know, yeah, you were yeah. happy to go off and do things. You know, I was doing something here and you, you took yourself off to just go and get some, some stuff from the shop and I drew you a little yeah. map yeah. to the supermarket. And that. <laughs> My quest. Like, even that was just fun, you know, yeah. like yeah, a quest be one of the words of the week. Been off on a quest. <laughs> it's the fun, isn't it? And just yeah. not taking ourselves too seriously. I mean. No, life's too short. We, we needed to take some pictures together for the podcast. We wanted to. We just wanted to have fun. Mm. It gave me a purpose every day, getting to, like, make a reel or be, like, a photographer. <laughs> I actually love the creative aspects of it. It's something you can just really indulge in, and it feels great. And, you know, we could just not take it seriously, you know. Yeah, we are going to be, like, wanky influencers for a little bit and just take these, like, <laughs> posy shots. But we're not doing it seriously, so it's okay. Do wanky headstands everywhere I could. Yeah montage to follow and it was just nice like just having that that fun mm. I think I didn't realize how much that was missing from my life like yeah. I have a good time here and you know like me and my partner we make each other laugh a lot and we really he's a very playful soul he's he's mm. young and he's scrappy and you know we have good time but there's something about being with like another British female he feels like a sister and he's just yeah. he's never gonna laugh in the same way mm. You know, it's just that level of closeness is unparalleled. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really have anyone like that here. I miss you already. Cue the violence. <laughs> and even just, you know, we were watching trash TV and just, like, you know, having oh, a commentary. God. And that was so <laughs> fun. I realised at some point, like, you know, we're moaning about oh, the kind of people that watch these programmes. And it's like, hang on, we are part of the problem, you know. <laughs> but even that was just like something to indulge in. And it wasn't deep or productive or this. Uh, we do spend a lot of time talking about the deep stuff. Don't get me wrong, I love it. Mm. But sometimes you just need the silly stuff as well, like yeah, to even it out. That balance. And it was just great. Love is blind and too hot to handle, if anyone's wondering. Absolute so trash. It. But... It's brilliant. It's good for <laughs> the soul, though, sometimes, isn't it? Mm. Like, you just need it. And it's kind of good to, like, psychoanalyze the behavior and... Mm sort of it makes you reflect like oh have I ever done that oh you know cringe inside yeah it was just so great to do all of that stuff yeah and Porto is definitely worth a trip I can see yeah why you moved there yeah how did you find Porto like how did you feel when you got here when you arrived oh god I kept saying I kept using the the adjective calm I felt very calm Mm. as soon as I got there like immediate sense of yeah calmness tranquility like everywhere we went though like even I've not really used buses before. Yeah, I've used metro and trains, obviously. You have now. I know. Spent <laughs> the week on buses or waiting for them. But it's always filled me with a, a little bit of anxiety because they're not always on time. My nan takes them. Sometimes they don't turn up. They're not on time. They go the long way. You've shared stories of getting on the wrong one and that kind of thing. I'm just like, no, I'd rather walk or I'll cycle. You know, I cycle everywhere here. Got your lovely bike I'm currently looking after. Good old Frida. And she takes me everywhere. Good old Frida. But there was no anxiety using any of that. You know, I... I had that covered, didn't I, the anxiety? You did. <laughs> you did. <laughs> it was worrying for both of us. But even walking around, I never felt unsafe. 
even you know when I ventured off by myself and did the walking tour and was like walking around trying to find somewhere to eat I felt calm mm. I haven't felt like that in such a long time and what was really nice about you sharing that is it made me realize that I feel that way too mm. despite rising social anxiety post-pandemic like during the pandemic let's not face it I do feel safe here I feel I think the word that I'm really that really describes it for me is I feel held here. Yeah. And I learned that word in Portuguese yesterday and it's oh. like, oh, I do. I feel, I feel held. I feel calm. I feel peaceful. And my life and my mind and my inner world has calmed down so much since being here. Yeah. Like I might still sound like I'm all over the place and I am, but it's much better than it was. Yeah. I think people that know me would also say that I've calmed calmed down a lot, that I've I've calmed down and I've opened up. And I used to, honestly, I used to equate like a calm, quiet life with a boring life. Mm-hmm. And I would, you know, I would have chosen drama over a quiet life like any day. And I kind of came to this realization like a few months ago, and I think I wrote something about it on in the notes section of my phone. My My inner world has always been intense and chaotic Mm. ever since I was a child you know for as long as I can remember I've had intense nightmares I've had a lot of anxiety I've had a lot of upset and drama and part of that's like circumstance part of that I think is just my factory settings Mm. but I thought that for so long I thought I needed chaos on the outside to match how I felt on the inside And I thought that if I didn't have that drama, my life would get boring and there wouldn't be anything worth talking or writing about. Mm -hmm. And actually, it's the contrary. The quieter and the more stable and the calmer my outer life, it actually supports my intense inner life. And I never saw that before. And then I read, um, read How to Do the Work by the holistic psychologist, Dr. Nicole. And there was a chapter in there that really resonated with me. It was about emotional addiction. And I could kind of read that and self-diagnose like, yeah, this is what I've had. Like I've been addicted to the drama. I haven't known anything else. That's just, I haven't enjoyed it, but it's just the familiar thing. And obviously what's familiar feels safe. It's since coming here and calming down and being in a really calm and stable relationship actually. And like my in-laws here, you know, they're very much like live and let live, do your thing. Like there's no drama. They're all very lovely. And it's amazing. I Mm. Actually, that supports it so that my inner world is less chaotic, but just as intense, but in a good way. Like I have embraced my creativity here in Portugal. I've really got to know myself. I've sought out new ways to challenge myself. And I don't think I would have been able to do that if I was still in that cycle of emotional addiction and seeking drama and chaos because that was what was familiar. Yeah. So there is something about Portugal. It's like these days... You know, I came I came here because I wanted a change and my boyfriend's from here and we wanted a life together. And I knew that was like primary reason, but also a surface level thing. I knew there was something deeper in it for me, but I never really understood why. And it feels like recently in the last weeks or, or even months, I'm finally coming to understand why I'm really here. Mm. Like I'm meeting people or little synchronicities are happening. Things are falling into place. And it's like, oh, yeah, this is why I'm in Portugal. This makes a lot of well, how many did we have? So Just many. I was there. My gosh, the universe <laughs> is working overtime, wasn't she? <laughs> she was having a lot of fun with us as well, though. <laughs> oh, she really was. She really was. There was some good old character building going on. There is something about it here. 
I think also because it is in this like corner of Europe, you know, like it's mm. on the edge, there's this ocean, there's freedom, there's that space there. It only has one country bordering it. You know, people don't travel through Portugal like it's it's in yeah. a corner, you know, and I think that someone shared that with me yesterday. I think that has something to do with it too, like energetically. Yeah. So yeah, there is that tranquility here. There's so many differences, even for me, like getting to the airport in Bologna, and it was just absolute chaos. Like there were people everywhere. There was like herding cats. There was a, a queue in inverted commas. It was like herding cats. And it was like, okay, but what's happening? You know, how and this was just to get through security. And I I was kind of panicked that I wasn't, you know, there was that anxiety of I'm not gonna get my flight. And there was like too much has happened for me not to get this flight, even you know, it was a last minute plan. I know you said to me about the dates a couple of months ago, but I thought because of restrictions, I wouldn't be able to come. Well, I did, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of said no to the idea, but it, it was tap, tap, tap on my shoulder. Like I knew it wasn't, you know, completely out of the door yet. And then I found flights and I checked with you. And then I think I booked it, what, two days before I was coming? <laughs> yeah, it was like super, super last minute. And then, yeah, just the chaos that was at the airport. And even coming on the way back, there was an order, but it wasn't like rigid it was clearer I think even like we went to that restaurant that night and mm. it was a quiet restaurant like, they're not all like that here Such a massive difference. and obviously mm. it, there were like a lot of tourists as well but you were like oh my gosh it's so quiet here yeah oh and we we could easily we have talk. a conversation whilst eating dinner mm. obviously you know there are there's more space between tables in restaurants now and it was just a Wednesday night not a Saturday and it was probably more like frequented by foreigners than the Portuguese there's other factors there but it was quiet and I was like yeah, yeah you know it's it's not quite as loud as Italy here no it is it is very loud I mean it is amazing like I know sometimes I miss that I miss the sort of inquisitiveness of Italians you know mm. for a while, instead of saying nosy um <laughs> I like that they're curious I like that they're inquisitive and they want to know your story here in a way it was a quite hard to adjust at the beginning because Something I now appreciate is just this live and let live. Like, okay, yeah, you do you, we we do us. They're much more reserved here. Yeah. Not like they don't care, they're just more reserved. At the beginning, that was really hard to adjust from. Again, coming from this emotional addiction, this cycle of always being around chaos, Italy always felt like home because it was just like chaos to chaos. Yeah. Um, yeah. In, in the best way, you know, not, not to offend anyone. It was amazing chaos. It made me feel loved and wanted and held mm. and everything but here mm. is this calmness you know I feel like I've definitely had to mature a lot by being here yeah that's been the challenge it was really hard at the beginning don't think I acknowledged it being so hard at the beginning yeah I think I'm only really speaking up about that now I think I'd end up being horizontal if I moved to Portugal I'd literally be so laid back I am much more laid back than I used to be yeah yeah I love it. It's great. I feel like I really needed this. I am, I'm not a laid back person in general. It's like some things I don't care enough about. Well, like certain things around the house. I mean, you see me like I'm, I'm not dirty or messy, but I'm just very slapdash with things. <laughs> I am though, aren't I? I'm kind of scatty. But otherwise, I'm quite highly strung. I'm quite anxious. I take things to heart quite a lot. Like I'm quite intense like that. Yeah, I definitely feel like here tranquilizes me in a, in the mm. best way. I completely agree because yeah, I I felt exactly the same when I got there, and for the whole week it was really comforting. Mm. It is a really nice place. Mm. 
it feels really nice to call it home. It really makes sense to me now that this feels like home. Yeah, I definitely see why you moved there. And Italy did too at the time. I think what I learned in Italy is this is super cheesy and super fluffy. If you don't like cheese or fluff, switch off now. <laughs> that I had to go to Italy to find myself. Yeah. I had to. It healed me. It fixed me. I met myself again. I I fell in love again with life. Like I really yeah. didn't have that before Italy. Like it really fixed me. But I also learned that Italy is like that part of me will always be with me. Mm. that's why the tattoo means so much to me because it reminds me of something that will always be with me it's your christmas moment yeah one of them um we have many and it's something that it's within me so i can always find it wherever i am i can take it with me i don't need to be there to have that within me but here definitely feels like home and actually there was this moment at the airport i think i mentioned to you when you know you were super stressed this time because of flight turns out you didn't need to stress because you got there five hours early Um, (laughs) (laughs) and I I'd already cried because I thought you were about to leave and then you checked your flight oh I got the time wrong um it wasn't until like three hours later than you thought or something um so then obviously I dried my tears I was like yay I have more of you um I don't need to cry now and I like completely calmed down because I didn't have to you know separation anxiety subsided for a bit I said to you how it was really weird to be in an airport without without carrying an insane amount of stuff. My suitcase is always overweight. Like the last um, time I saw you. My gosh, <laughs> lugging a Himalayan salt rock lamp around the airport in my Which hand you luggage. then left behind. Which is I decided it probably was a bit too much to carry. Um, <laughs> seriously, I'm ridiculous. But it was really nice to be there in an airport without that restless, itchy feet feeling of, I need to leave. So yeah. for as long as I can remember, and I think this probably started when I was about 11, we went to Australia for the first time um, yeah. for about five and a half weeks. And I remember my brother was a lot younger and he was pining for home and familiarity and toys. And I remember just thinking, like, why do we have to go back? I don't want to go back. Yeah. Like, why? And then when I did get back, everything felt like strange. And like, I just remember that feeling of being somewhere else and being far away and feeling at home. And then getting home was like, I felt like I'd been dragged back against my will. Yeah. And it wasn't like home wasn't a comforting or loving place like it was. I guess I had this idea like from really early on that the world is so big to stay in one place. And I've always had this longing for other places mm. and just to find out what's out there. And it started when I was really young and it's never really left me. And it's not, it's not a reflection of of where I come from or how I was raised it's just something that's within me I think it's in my factory settings (laughs) and anyway every every time I've been in airports whether I've been traveling or picking someone else up just always had this desire this like deep longing to just jump on a plane and just go and just leave just escape and get out and just be anywhere else and it's been this like this restlessness and I think this this week with you was the first time I was in an airport and I was emotional because of the goodbyes and I get emotional there. Yeah. I think as well, like energetically, like I feel that there's a lot of movement and I'm very sensitive to that. But it was the first time I was in an airport without this longing to leave because mm-hmm. I felt like actually there's nowhere else I choose to be. Of course, I want to visit people and like I'd love to go back to Italy and I want to see my family. Yeah. But in terms of where like a place, like people aside, like a place where I want to be, here is exactly where I want to be. Like, I don't want to leave. I'd love to travel around more of Portugal, but I want to stay in Portugal. Like, this is yeah. where I feel like I should be. It's where I'm meant to be. Yeah. 
And it was this quiet little comforting, like nudge of the realization that, yeah, I don't want to go anywhere. I really want to be here. I'm glad mm. I'm not traveling. I want to stay here. I want to be here. And it's really nice to call somewhere home and not have any plans to pack up and move. You know, I, until two years ago, I'd moved house every single summer since I was 18. I've lived in so many different houses and places. I've moved countries twice, three times if you include Wales. I've just always had this sort of, where am I going next? Like escaping feeling. Uh, it's really significant for me. I feel a bit like that with Italy. Like I don't, I don't want to leave. I, I tried to experiment with Porto, but like, could I see myself living here? I just couldn't see it. It wasn't, it wasn't the same feeling as like the first time I came to Italy when I first stepped off a ferry in Venice and was like, oh my God, I have to live here. You know, it was such like an intentional feeling. Haven't worked on my purpose yet. <laughs> um, but, you know, things are changing for me at the moment. I think it comes with time. Yes, it's a challenge as well. Like when I first got here, obviously I did move here for my relationship, but I felt like there's got to be something else too. Yeah. And I think like a while later, I, I had this feeling like even if we broke up now, I'd stay here. Yeah. And it took me a long time to make friends. I didn't really make that many friends the first six months and the pandemic hit. So it's only really this year that I've started going out and meeting people, making friends. And actually that time was really challenging and I wasn't alone. I still have my boyfriend and his family and things, but in terms of my people, you know, where like, I'm not just like a plus one, but it's Mm -hmm. people I have met and relationships I've cultivated. It was really an opportunity and like an invitation to go within and to figure out like what I wanted to do with my time and not just desperately meet people through Facebook groups of expats in Portugal, because I felt like I needed company, but actually think, well, how do I want to spend my time? Well, I want to do yoga and I want to go cooking and I want to do the activities I wanted to do. And I've actually focused on them. And through that, I've happened to have met people. Yeah, Pretty much all my friends have met through one or two yoga studios. So that was definitely the thing to, Mm -hmm. to follow. But I knew it as well. Like the first time I went to the Hot Pod studio, I had this little, I remember telling you, this like mm. vision or this sort of knowing that I'm going to make friends here. Like this is going to yeah. be where I'm friends. And today I went there and had lunch with three of them and it all came to fruition. So yeah. I think it's just, it's just a time of, you know, you do have to be patient. You do have to trust the process, but it's very much about learning to be your own friend first. Yeah, absolutely. And focus on what you want to be doing and then the right people will come into your life when they're supposed okay. to. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. It's the same with any kind of relationship, though, isn't it? Whether you're dating or looking for friendships, like by doing the things that light you up and you enjoy, you know, you're going to meet like-minded people that way. Mm, totally. The best way to do it. So I feel like I should ask you the same question that you asked me then. How do you think I have changed or what have you noticed? Mm. I think you, oh, it's going to sound patronising, but <laughs> yeah. and you just you seem maturer and calmer <laughs> Yay. like even like, we still mess around and like you did stupid things but they're still I'm such a child <laughs> yeah but like, but just even like talking to you about things like you I mean you had this ability before anyway you you do ask the right questions but I think as well like because our our friendship has you know, grown the way that it has and we share things all the time about you know human design enneagram all of those kind of things, you know, like any personality goes <laughs> under the sun. Any kind of thing like that. You know, we know each other through that. We know what we need. So yeah, I just think there was this sense of maturity, even though we were children. <laughs> Can you tell my parents that please? <laughs> <laughs> 
Now I feel like I have to be immature if you're just listening, to like I'm prove a point. <laughs> um, no, I do. I feel like I need to like do something really silly now because it's like I can't just accept that compliment. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, weird, isn't it? It's weird. We're like deliberately asking each other for feedback here and then getting really uncomfortable when we get it. No, when you would say that, I was like, I feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> It's just, it's so interesting, like, to notice that, like, through each other. Yeah. But like you said, like, narrating things as well, having that awareness, because, you know, but that, that's that been a culmination of events over the past two years, like, even my voice notes. I think that's probably been, like, a really good tool, because obviously that's just how things ended up. Mm. With like, and they just got longer and longer and longer. And then eventually, after a year, we're like, should we do something with these voice notes and start a podcast? Exactly, yeah. But yeah. It, in a way, it's like... <laughs> I don't know if this is like a dependent thing or not, but when I experience something now, it's like I'm already hearing how I'm going to narrate it to you in a voice note later. Yeah. And I think that like being able to like narrate what you're going through at times, it means that you're like overthinking things at times. Mm -hmm. It would be great not to, Mm -hmm. but in a way it does give you this, like a way to step back and think, how would I tell this story to someone? It means that you can experience it from a different perspective. And just get that awareness as well. Mm. I think that's really valuable. Zooming out. Yeah, I've got that on mm. my vision board. I've just got post-it say zoom out. Yeah, it's interesting. I think as well, like going back to going back to like the silliness, because I do love silliness and like the fun and everything. I think once we started doing that, we probably like subconsciously realized like this is what we need. Because yeah. we did save like quite a lot of the serious stuff for like later on. And like we could both feel that there were like there was there's something we need to talk about yeah, you know, the more serious had, stuff yeah, but yeah. then it was like but we're having too much fun to ruin that <laughs> and like but exactly and there was just like not enough time to do everything we wanted to do and all these like little quests and adventures and things but even so like you know we despite how close we are and how much we talk and how much we share with each other there is still that level of I'm afraid to say this until very recently and uh, you know I've being gifted with opportunities recently to learn this about myself I would have taken that so personally and I think it was even like a month or two ago like I had to have a little chat with myself and be like Katie like you need to like back the fuck off you need to because nobody is benefiting by you being too involved mm-hmm. you know I'm in a state of dis-ease and unrest by worrying too much Lauren's not benefiting from it no one else is so like why like just that zoom out, like take a step back and like, it's not about you. Yeah. And, and I know where this comes from. It's like big sister syndrome of like, but I have so many feelings and, you know, I care so much that it's, it's hard not to want to like step in and like, yeah, you know, swoop in and save the day and everything. And I know I have this tendency and I can recognize where it comes from and something I really want to work on. But I think for me, it's being able to care and help and be on hand without doing that swoop in I'm going to save and fix your problems for you yeah and we make a lot of jokes about how codependent we are but <laughs> I mean at least we're aware of it <laughs> but I think it's, it's been that is realizing that even if you're going to take your time to share things with me that's not about me that's not a rejection of the safe space I try and create for you yeah. it's just about you and that has been like such a learning I think this could have helped me so many years ago yeah um and I've noticed it in other relationships I think that's just like it's part of who I am but it's also part of like what I've learned and picked up over the years and things mm-hmm. but yeah like despite you know everyone might be surprised to hear that like we're so close we speak about 
so much but there are still always going to be things that you know it's hard to get the words out yeah yeah of course yeah. it's been interesting a much needed week of fun and play and well, that's it. we had so much fun and then like yeah. two hours before your flight suddenly we're both crying <laughs> and everything's coming out because it's like it's like we're watching like a sand tiger and like the last few drops are going through yeah. it's like, I've got to get this out before now yeah, but I yeah. could feel that it was building I could feel that like okay I'm not going to ask because you know I'm just going to like leave it to you and not bring stuff up but I could feel it was building and it was like mm. you know are we are we going to talk about the elephant in the room you know and I then I just need to be tipped over the edge yeah I know but I mean we all do that in situations don't we I, I yeah. do that so often like I only do things when I'm pushed I only like uh-huh. speak when I when I have to all the time but it did mean that you know things were left on like quite a raw emotional place and like I, I felt that like after like the airport scene <laughs> that there will be a reel on on Instagram for for listeners to have a look at of like you know like the hugs and the crying and like the final words of wisdom to each other or like in person you know I felt really delicate after that and it took quite a while for me to land like it took quite a while for me to like absorb that and like not close back up but just kind of like let everything settle yeah like definitely that whole evening I was like really emotional like you know that feeling when you're all prickly behind the eyes yeah yeah. I had that like the whole evening I was a bit sharp when I got back and just Mm -hmm. yeah I felt that vulnerable a vulnerability hangover yeah majorly which I feel like like I might have had a couple while while I was away but it was you know it was good the only type of hangover that you have these days this is true this is true (laughs) well sometimes it's a bit more difficult but yeah yeah it was it was like girl time lady time sounds a bit weird isn't it (laughs) well it's it's sounding even weirder now so I've made it weird but I think the other thing that like really made me happy is because obviously when you describe people and places I know all of it because at the moment you're in my old bedroom riding my old bike you know my old like I you know I can imagine everything everyone you're with and everything you're doing Mm. but for me obviously like how I recounted it to you yeah. And so even just little things like the walk to the supermarket, like I'm mm. really glad that you can imagine that now because we hear about so much like in voice messages, like you hear all the sound effects of me opening the door, coming into yeah. the building and the lift. And now pictures. that you can imagine like where I am, mm. I really like that it, it's that extra level of closeness. Yeah. No, it's nice. um, I really enjoyed it. Like, yeah, seeing your actual life there. Yeah. Like meeting some of my friends. Videos. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and even just like stuff around the house like when you came in you're like oh this is what it's like yeah oh because it pictures just they're not the same are they we bonded she winked at me twice we're friends I am uh, still afraid of the turtle (laughs) Um, (laughs) but just like little things and you know you just getting used to the kitchen making yourself a cup of tea like I just love that company of someone being around yeah I did really have empty nest syndrome when you left like oh, no. I was just I don't have anyone to feed but myself it's uh-huh. not worth it if I'm just cooking for one but now I really like giving you like the tour of like all the places you know um yeah, we did it was lot. really nice we did, so much. we did a lot yeah so there's there's a lot I think the other thing as well is like I did I'm going to get a bit emotional when I shared this with you when we were at that lunch is um three course lunch and then we went and had like a three course dinner in the evening as well without we ate so much on that Tuesday is you know I might not like to admit it and whatever but I <laughs> I was kind of anxious in a good way apprehensive I'd rather say 
for you to meet my boyfriend because mm. he's a very significant person in my life, as are you, for different reasons. But your opinion of him did matter to me, or your yeah. like, yeah, I wanted you to like meet him and meet us and see how we are together because you know, like obviously we'd all like to be like, yeah, the people's opinions don't matter to me, whatever. But certain people's approval is it can get to a place where like it can be unhealthy. Yeah. But when it's someone that you really admire and it's not just someone in your life by default, but someone that you have selected to be your friend. And, you know, I look up to you and I admire you and I really respect you and things. Your yeah, of course your opinion of him like really matters to me, you know? And I'm really glad that I'm really glad that you like him. No, I do. <laughs> you I know, like great. it's yeah. it's weird to admit, like I don't want to admit it, but it, it does matter mm-hmm. to me, you know, because I'm imagining a future where like we're all friends together. Yeah. So that was really important to me. That was really significant because I think most of the other people in my life have met him. You, you guys haven't met yet. So it was important to me. I like that, you know, we share so much about our lives with each other, but now you can really imagine like what my life is like here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. I felt like when, when you told <sighs> me that I was in that like dark hole, <laughs> um, just to reassure listeners, I'm fine. Um <laughs> Bloody it, it, it was just it was a hormonal thing <laughs> yeah but when you were like do you want some company I was like oh my god something to hope for you know like <laughs> way over like dramatize it and everything but it definitely happened exactly when it was supposed to like when we both really needed it mm, yeah I think I said to you like I feel so much more sparkly after being in your presence for a week same I, I had multiple messages on Instagram from people watching the stories just like you look so happy I was mm. like, oh, thank you. <laughs> we, we were, weren't we? We were just we like, were so happy. Yeah. Grinning like the Cheshire cat. Yeah, it was great. The thing I wasn't prepared for, <laughs> which I did need a bit of warning, <laughs> your sense of humour. <laughs> how how dark your jokes can get at times. Yeah. And there was, it's not just how dark they are, because I can go there with you, you know, but it was just the way that you would say it so matter-of-factly, <laughs> like out of context. And I would just wasn't prepared for that I'd be like, Lauren what are you saying like, and it is funny and I get it it's just it's just like the way you said it it was just hilarious yeah I have to be careful with that <laughs> I think it just needs to come with a warning that's all but I mean it's another thing I like about you you know it, it doesn't mean that you're in a dark place or anything it just means that you just that's accept nice. the reality of life you know exactly. what else can we do it's all about acceptance exactly <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness me. Thank you for joining us this far in the podcast. We love that you're here. To see this podcast grow, please rate, share and subscribe. If you're a fan, you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. It helps get episodes like these out there to more ears.